Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to read out of the book of First Timothy, chapter 1. And it says here uh, in verse 11, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. The first thing you have to know about the call of God and about the ministry is that God puts you in the ministry. You don't volunteer for it. You can say, Lord, use me as you want, and then he can say, okay, I'm putting you in the ministry. But, but not everyone's called to ministry. Not everyone's called to be in the five-fold ministry. And so allow God to put you in the ministry. But then also know that when God has called you, he's going to provide a way. So it says that he has counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. So I want to talk to you today about faithfulness. Uh, The Lord loves faithfulness. Why? Because the Lord himself is faithful and the Lord wants us to be like him. I believe that the Lord promotes the number one requirement for promotion in the body of Christ and in the things of God is faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness to what God has put in front of you. And so we have to keep sight of that, that no matter where we are in our walk with the Lord, if you feel called to the ministry, if you just want to do what God wants you to do, no matter where you are, the the condition to getting to the next level, the next phase, the next promotion of what God has for you is faithfulness to what God has put in front of you. You know, when I went to Bible school, I was 16 years old, so I started at the River Bible Institute, which is now RU, but the uh, River Bible Institute at 16 years old is the youngest student to ever um, uh, graduate there, graduated to 18, and I did my three years. And so there were like requirements, right? So you have to wear your dress clothes and you have to read your books and you have to do your assignments and you have to take notes and you have to win, win souls and you have to, and you have to, and you have to, and you have to, right? And so you're a disciple and you're in Bible school and so you've got these requirements, but there comes a point where when you graduate Bible school, all of a sudden there's no more required reading. There's no more soul goal requirement. There's no, there's no, you have to be there and sign in and be on time. There's no soul winning lab. There's no, there's nothing. And then you're not a disciple of the River Bible Institute. You're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's a lot of people who don't, I've seen who don't, don't take the transition well. They do well when it's strict and when there's a momentum and they're like, they have to. But when there's not a, they have to, they don't. You know, you can kind of see it in small doses when people go on vacation, like if uh, spring break comes up or if Christmas holiday comes up or Thanksgiving, and then people who are plugged in, serving the Lord, reading the Bible, pressing in, praying, you know, plugged in, winning souls, all of a sudden go over, for, go back to where they came from for five days or take a break for four days, and they don't do anything spiritual, and they veg and they watch TV, and somehow the devil convinces them that they need to, you know, they've earned the time off. But then people get out of Bible school, and you see people who are on fire for the Lord, and then six months, a year later, they're not winning souls anymore. And it's sad to say that that can happen because you have to learn how to be a person who decides that it doesn't, yes, I have things that I'm required to do. You know, when you grew up, you had to take, for me, I had to take out the trash, I had to do the dishes, I had to do this, I had to do that. But there comes a point where there, there has to be a motivation that you get between you and the Lord and that you say, I'm doing this because God has called me to do it. I didn't get called by man, I got called by God. And so God looks at faithfulness where you're at to see if you're eligible for promotion. I remember when I graduated high, I graduated Bible school, and then soon after graduating Bible school, I took a trip to South Africa. And I remember, you know, there wasn't a, a daily Bible class that I could, three and a half, four hours of the Word being put into me. And I had to learn 
on my own. And I remember feeling like my relationship with the Lord soared because I took worship music and I'd wake up and I'd put on worship music. I had a little iPod, little iPod shuffle or iPod mini or iPod touch or whatever it was. And and I would put this in my ears and I would listen to worship music and I would spend time with the Lord by myself and just by myself. No one had to tell me and I'd spend time in the word and I'd worship more and I would put my headphones in and sometime for hours in the morning, just worship the Lord and praise the Lord and 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 talk to the Lord and spend time with the Lord, and it's like, man, this is this is what this is where the rubber meets the road because now it's no longer someone telling me I have to do something; it's me and the Lord. And so the discipline needs to be built even outside of the time that someone's telling you. And that's why I always encourage people: Hey, if you ever if you're a Bible school student, you have required reading. Always be reading one extra book than what you're required to read. Number one, it says you're not a minimum requirements person. But number two, it's a discipline that you're doing where you don't have to. You don't have to read that extra book. But there's something that you're saying, I'm doing this because I am have an, an interest in my spirit life, in my growth. But at the same time, I'm going to be a person of discipline. Or, hey, while I'm in Bible school, I'm going to be disciplined in my exercise. I'm going to be disciplined in the way that I eat. You know, you take an area and you start creating that discipline. And so I didn't mean to spend all that time on discipline, but faithfulness to what God has put in front of you is where he promotes you. So, so Paul said, in, he says in verse 13, who is, a blasph- who is before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So Paul looked and said, of all the th- reasons that God put me in the ministry, it's because I was faithful. I'm reading a book by Kenneth Hagin, and he talks about you know, uh, his ministry over the years. And he said he, said he had a... a visitation from Jesus in like 1952. And he had been in the ministry for 15 years. He had pastored. He had done some other things. And he said, the, the Lord spoke to him and said, you're ready to enter the first phase of ministry that I have for you. And he said, Lord, I've been in the ministry for 15 years. What do you mean this is the first phase of ministry? And the Lord said, this is the first phase of ministry that I have for you. And, and so that's, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. And then Jesus said to him, you know, many people never enter into what I have for their life because they're not faithful with what's in front of them. And so you have to look and ask yourself this question. The Bible says, whatever you do, do with all your might and do is unto the Lord. What does the Lord put in front of you? It may not be your ministry. It may be someone else's. It may not be ministry, but let's look, even look at marriage. With your marriage now, looking ahead to the future, are you, are you acting like a husband now? Are you acting like a wife? Are you the same habits you plan on having as far as cleanliness goes? When you get married, are you having them now? Because if you're not, you, you don't get them overnight. You know, there's some, there is some inspiration that comes when you find a, go, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or, a, you know, significant others. If you, there's, a, there's like a, an extra force. But if you don't make it a discipline, that runs out. Those feelings of inspiration of like, I'm, I'll climb the highest mountain. I hope this isn't a letdown for anybody. I'll climb the highest mountain. You know, there's, there's a feeling that comes with falling in love. And then there's a time where you don't operate out of the, I'm falling in love. You operate out of, I've, I've given my word, I've made a vow, and love is a decision I made to put her first before me. And so I may not feel the butterflies and the excitement, but I'm still a person who's committed to put her first because that's the vow that I made to her and to the Lord. And so there's, there's I would say in marriage, more discipline of things you do because it's the right thing to do and because you've committed to it than feelings of uh, being enamored by them, right? And so what are you committed to? What are you being faithful to? What has God put in front of you? What's the last thing that God gave you an assignment? Did the Lord provide a job? Are you doing it excellently? Are you faithful? 
are you are you serving in the ministry of helps? Are you serving if you're a churchgoer, which everyone who's listening should be, then you should be also volunteering at a church. You should be engaged in the ministry of helps, help, helping to serve. Are you being faithful? Are you treating it like your own? Would you hire you? I always want to be able to answer yes to those questions when I look at my work. Is this if if I was my boss, would I be happy with my work? Would I be happy with my heart and my motivation? Is the Lord happy with me? Faithfulness with what you're doing day in, day out, day in, day out. What has the Lord spoken to you? You know, for me, when I, and then over the course of the years, the Lord has spoken specific things for me to do that, that, that were requirements between me and the Lord. There's a time the Lord spoke to me and win a soul every day or pr- preach the gospel every day to somebody. And it was a daily discipline the Lord took me through. And there were times I'd be coming home after work. This was before I was in the ministry. And I'd have knocked a long day. And then I'd be getting home and it'd be like 10.30, 10.45 at night. And I'm, I'm driving to the house and I realize the Holy Spirit reminds me, hey, you haven't preached the gospel to anybody today. And I'd like pull over at a gas station and find somebody at 10.45 at night to preach the gospel to. Why? Because I made a commitment to the Lord. Prayer life. Are you being that person now? When you talk about marriage, are you being, if you're a guy, are you being the husband? You know, I, I want to, and I said this often when we talk about marriage, but as a husband or as a future husband or a future wife, you're not going to text other guys. You're not going to text other girls. You won't have girls that you text. You'll have your wife and maybe your mom and a sister, but you won't text other girls. You won't have relationships with girls by text message. So why do you have them now? Seriously. Girls aren't meant to be your friend. (laughs) They can be an acquaintance. You can wave. You shouldn't be texting girls. And I know some of that stuff is is in RBIs not allowed anyway. But but what are you doing? If you if you meet a girl and then you find someone that the Lord brings to you, this is your wife. This is going to be your wife. Are you all of a sudden trying to lose a bunch of girls' numbers? Lose them now. If you're a girl, what are you doing? Talking to all these guys, spending time messaging guys, commenting on guys' photos on Instagram. Don't do it. I, you know, you, you got to make up your mind. I'm, when you say yes to one person, you say no to everyone else forever. And so there's certain things you just don't do. I don't have a text message conversation with girls. Doesn't happen. My mom, my sister-in-law, and my wife. And that's it. That's all I got. And so you make that decision. Am I being faithful with what God's put in front of me in every area? Am I faithful with, with, with the work that God's given me to do, with the job, with the ministry, with someone else's ministry, with, with the word? You know, faithfulness causes people to grow. So I want to encourage you today. Ask yourself, you, you know, evaluate your life. And this is an important thing to do. Take a step back. Evaluate yourself. And if you're doing good, great. Lord, but, if, but ask this question, Lord, where is there? And then also this, because people get into a place of comparison. And so they hear, oh, this person prays four hours a day. You know, let the Lord lead you. I, I believe everyone should pray, but let the Lord lead you. Don't do it just because someone else is doing it. Lord, is there anything that you want me to be doing on a regular basis? Anything you're telling me to do that I haven't listened to? Any giving, any personal prayer time, any soul winning, anything in any area of my life that you're telling me, any way of eating? Is things I'm spending my time on that I don't need to be. Lord, I belong to you. I'm your disciple. Instruct me. Lead me in the way that I should go. You know, when you start doing this, you'll see that the Lord, and you just make a commitment. 
in three years, in four years, in five years. You know, my path in making it into the ministry and even now where I'm at is a lot different than what I expected. I graduated Bible school at 18. I thought I'd be in the ministry fast and I, you know, worked at the church for a year and then I was in sales for 12 years. I mean, I didn't expect sales for 12 years. I thought at 20 years old, I'd be preaching, doing crusades. You know, that's the picture that I had. So for me, if I would have compared myself to people I graduated with, I was way behind. You know, I graduated Bible school at 18 and I started in the ministry at 30 to what, 2? 30, yeah, 33, something like that, 32. Crazy. Definitely not the path that I took. But be faithful with what's in front of you and God can promote you. I love you. Thank you for joining us. If this podcast has helped you, it's been a blessing. Please share it on your Instagram, your social media. We appreciate it. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, it's at Ryan Yusta underscore and at Krista Yusta. I love you. God bless you. See you on the next podcast.